Health and Happiness Research Topics, Part 1, Background on Call Wise and Dow Wise by Derek. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, Health and Happiness Research Topics, Part 1, Background on Call Wise and Dow Wise, published by Derek on the Effective Altruism Forum. Sequence Contents. Background on Call Wise and Dow Wise. The Haley Plus, Improving Preference-Based Health Metrics. The Shaley, Developing Subjective Well-Being-Based Health Metrics. The Welby, I, Measuring States Worse Than Dead. The Welby, 2, Establishing Cardinality. The Welby, 3, Capturing Spillover Effects. The Welby, 4, Other Measurement Challenges. Applications in Effective Altruism. Applications Outside Effective Altruism. Conclusions. Sequence Summary. Note, as many of the posts have not yet been completed, I may edit this summary to reflect the final content. This series of posts describes some of the metrics commonly used to evaluate health interventions and estimate the burden of disease, explains some problems with them, presents some alternatives, and suggests some potentially fruitful areas for further research. One, it is primarily aimed at members of the effective altruism, EA, community who may wish to carry out one of the projects. Many of the topics would be suitable for student dissertations, especially in health economics, public health, psychology, and perhaps philosophy, but some of the most promising ideas would require major financial investment. Parts of the sequence, particularly the first and last posts, may also be worth reading for EAs with a general interest in evaluation methodology, global health, mental health, social care, and related fields. I begin by looking at health-adjusted life years, how wise, particularly the quality-adjusted life year, QALY, and the disability-adjusted life year, DALY. By combining length of life and level of health in one metric, these enable direct comparison across a wide variety of health conditions, making them popular both for evaluating healthcare programs and for quantifying the burden of diseases, injuries, and risk factors in a population. I've also heard EAs using these concepts informally as a generic unit of value. However, how-wise have a number of major shortcomings in their current form. In particular, they neglect non-health consequences of health interventions rely on poorly informed judgments of the general public, fail to acknowledge extreme suffering, and happiness, are difficult to interpret, capturing some but not all spillover effects, are of little use in prioritizing across sectors or cause areas. This can lead to inefficient allocation of resources, in healthcare and beyond. Broadly, three alternative measures too, could be developed in order to address these limitations. The Haley Plus, a tweaked version of the original Kali or Daily that captures some non-health outcomes and or relies on more informed preferences. The Shaley, a subjective well-being-based Haley that retains the health-focused descriptive system but assigns weights to health states using experienced well-being rather than preferences. The Welby, a well-being-adjusted life year that can, in principle, capture the benefits of all kinds of intervention. A variation, the Puelby, uses preferences to assign weights to each level of well-being. After introducing these metrics, this sequence of posts considers the additional research required to create them and potential applications both within and outside EA. The importance, tractability, and neglectedness of each major project is briefly considered, though I do not attempt a formal priority ranking three. For individual researchers, my extremely tentative view is that work to establish the dead point, below which are states worse than dead, and lower bound on well-being scales is likely to have the greatest payoff, but, as with careers in general, the best choice of project is likely to depend heavily on personal fit. 
For well-funded research teams, including some large EA organizations, there may be the opportunity to resolve some key uncertainties and help establish well-being as the unit of measurement in global health and public policy. While the main purpose of the sequence is to raise questions rather than provide answers, I conclude with some general thoughts about the value of work to improve and apply these outcome measures. Overall, I'm increasingly skeptical that any single metric will suit all purposes, and that the outcome measure is a major source of uncertainty in the biggest decisions, such as choosing between near-termist cause areas, such as global health, and long-termist ones, such as risks from artificial intelligence. I also think that the practical and normative challenges of using well-being, especially subjective well-being, have perhaps been underestimated. That said, progress on these questions could have significant implications for certain priorities, potentially changing our views on, for example, the relative importance of physical versus mental health, healthcare versus social services, and preventing human extinction versus preventing astronomical suffering. Key takeaways from part 1. Health-adjusted life years, how wise combined duration of life and level of health in one metric. This is useful when evaluating health interventions and quantifying the amount of health, or disease, in a population. The most widely used HAL-WISE are the Quality Adjusted Life Year, QALY, and Disability Adjusted Life Year, DALY. On the Kali scale, 1 equals perfect health, 0 equals dead, and negative values represent states considered worse than dead. Health states are typically described using scores on a generic health state questionnaire such as the EQ5D. Values often called weights or utilities, are normally assigned to states using the preferences of the general public, as expressed in elicitation tasks such as the time trade-off. On the daily scale, 0 equals perfect health and 1 equals dead, it does not currently allow states worse than dead. Disability weights are primarily based on pairwise comparisons in which members of the public decide which of two people are healthier. The aim is thus to measure health, rather than preferences or utilities, though in practice most Kali and daily weights are roughly equivalent. I argue that call-wise and dal-wise, as typically constructed, have five major drawbacks. Problem 1, they neglect non-health consequences of health interventions. Problem 2, they rely on poorly informed judgments of the general public. Problem 3, they fail to acknowledge extreme suffering and happiness. Problem 4, they are difficult to interpret, capturing some but not all spillover effects. Problem 5, they are of little use in prioritizing across sectors or cause areas. There are three general alternatives, also shown in the table below. The Haley Plus, a tweaked version of the original Kali or Daily that captures some non-health outcomes and or relies on more informed judgments. The Shaley, a subjective well-being-based Haley that retains the health-focused descriptive system but assigns weights to health states using experienced well-being rather than preferences. The Wellbe, a well-being-adjusted life year that can, in principle, capture the benefits of all kinds of intervention. A version of this, the Pwellbe, uses preferences to assign weights to each level of well-being. Each of these has various advantages, disadvantages, use cases, and measurement challenges, which are addressed in more detail in subsequent posts. How wise and their alternatives? Red text indicates departures from current practice. Question marks indicate optional or uncertain features. Introduction to Part 1. Health-adjusted life years, how wise, are widely used for trading off health and longevity, but they are often misunderstood in the effective altruism community. In this post, I describe quality-adjusted life years, call-wise, and disability-adjusted life years, dal-wise 4, with respect to their overall structure, upper-bound, dead-point, and lower-bound, system for describing health states, methods for assigning values or weights to those states, practical applications, and interpretation. I then introduce five, 
of many, potential problems and limitations of these HAL-Ys from a well-being perspective, and outline three alternatives, the Haley Plus, Shaley, and Wellby. The aim of this post is to give readers enough background information on Call-Ys and Dow-Ys to grasp their major similarities and differences, appreciate the need for improvement, and understand the posts that follow. It provides a more thorough and up-to-date introduction than you'll find on, say, Wikipedia or in most journal articles. 5. So I expect even those who are somewhat familiar with how wise will learn something new. 6. That said, readers who are pressed for time and already have a solid grasp of health metrics may want to skip to the section on core problems. What are call wise? Structure. The Kali scale. A Kali is a year lived in full health, or more precisely, at maximum health related quality of life, her call, the distinction is discussed below. 0 on the Kali scale represents being dead, or in a state as bad as being dead, so values below zero are states worse than dead. In principle the lower bound can be anything, but academics developing the Kali normally set an arbitrary bound of minus one or even higher, I'll return to this issue later. The scale has ratio, and therefore interval and cardinal, properties, 7, 0.4 is twice as healthy as 0.2, and a move from minus 0.5 to minus 0.3 represents the same change in her call as a move from 0.1 to 0.3, or 0.8 to 1. Movements along the scale represent equivalent proportional changes in life expectancy, increasing your her call by 0.5 for a year is exactly as beneficial as gaining an extra year of life at 0.5, two years at 0.25, and so on. The Kali value assigned to a health state is known as a weight, utility, or simply value, with lower numbers indicating greater severity. For instance, if a year lived with back pain has 80% of the value of a year with no health problems, its weight is 0.8. The process for obtaining these weights typically has two components, a system for describing health states, and a method for assigning values to them. Descriptive system. Health economists have used four main methods to describe health, Brazier, Ratcliffe, et al., 2017, ch. 7-8. Generic multi-attribute utility instruments, MAUIs, classify health states using several dimensions of health, pain, mobility, depression, etc., giving a score to each dimension to indicate the level of severity 8. MAUIs have been popular since the 1980s because they make it easier to compare outcomes across different conditions, are usually easy to administer, and are recommended by most agencies in charge of approving new health technologies, Zhao et al., 2018, Rao et al., 2017. However, in some conditions they can lack content validity, they don't cover some important symptoms or consequences, responsiveness, they don't measure significant changes in the condition, or face validity, patients and or clinicians see them as irrelevant. It's also important to note there are limits to their comparability. For example many different MAUIs are used around the world, and they're not always valid in children, and they may not cover the aspects of life that matter most to patients. Condition-specific measures only include dimensions relevant to the particular disease, for example cancer, Rowan et al., 2011, or dementia, Mulhern et al., 2020. They are sometimes used when generic Maui data are unavailable, are not accepted by the relevant decision-maker, for example the U.S. Federal Drug Administration's approval process requires condition-specific outcome measures, or lack validity in that condition. The obvious disadvantage is the loss of comparability across conditions or interventions, in part because naming and drawing attention to the condition can distort preferences at the valuation stage, see the discussion of focusing effects later in this post. Their narrow focus can also cause important comorbidities and side effects to be ignored. Boltons are dimensions, for example sleep, Yang et al., 2014, or vision, Longworth et al., 2014, 
that are added to generic MAUIs to improve validity in a particular condition. These can avoid some focusing effects, but their presence still influences values for the other dimensions, thereby hampering comparability. Vignettes are accounts of what it's like to live with a health condition, sometimes including the treatment process. These are typically in the form of a written narrative, for example Salkeld et al., 2000 though bullet points are also common, for example BASE, 1994, and studies have experimented with audio, video, for example Lienert, 2004, and spectacles that simulate vision problems, Abalia and Suchia, 2007. They were popular until the 1980s, and are still occasionally used to generate call-wise when generic measures are deemed inappropriate, such as when the treatment itself is very unpleasant, unusual symptoms are salient, or there is a small risk of a serious adverse event. While cheaper than developing condition-specific measures and boltons, the main drawback is again the lack of comparability among studies. In addition, they rely on the experience of a typical patient, whereas effects of the condition may vary widely, are easy to manipulate to get the desired results, and have a generally weak evidence base. This post focuses on generic MAUIs as they are currently the most popular instruments 9, in particular, I describe the three-level version of the Eurocall 5 dimension, EQ5D3 liters, because it's been used in far more relevant studies than the others, is comparatively simple to use and explain, and is still recommended by the UK's National Institute of Health and Care Excellence, NICE, despite the development of the EQ5D5 liters 10. An example 11, of the EQ5D3 liters questionnaire is shown below. Its dimensions are mobility, ability to walk about, self-care, ability to wash and dress yourself, usual activities, ability to work, study, do housework, engage in leisure activities, etc. Pain discomfort, anxiety depression. Each level is scored 1, no problems, 2, moderate problems, or 3, extreme problems. These scores are combined into a five-digit health state profile. For example, 21,232 means some problems walking about, no problems with self-care, some problems performing usual activities, extreme pain or discomfort, and moderate anxiety or depression. However, this number has no mathematical properties. 31,111 is not necessarily better than 11,112, as problems in one dimension may have a greater impact on quality of life than problems in another. Obtaining the weights for each health state, then, requires evaluation exercise 12. The EQ5D3 Leaders Questionnaire. Valuation Methods. There are many ways of generating a value set, set of weights or utilities, for the health states described by a health utility instrument. For reviews, see for example Brazier, Ratcliffe, et al., 2017 or Green, Brazier, and Deverill, 2000. They are also discussed further in Part 2. The following five are the most common. Time trade-off, respondents directly trade-off duration and quality of life, by stating how much time in perfect health is equivalent to a fixed period in the target health state. For example, if they are indifferent between living 10 years with moderate pain or 8 years in perfect health, the weight for moderate pain, state 11,121 in the EQ5D3 liters, is 0.8. Standard gamble, respondents trade-off quality of life and risk of death, by choosing between a fixed period, for example 10 years, in the target health state and a gamble with two possible outcomes, the same period in perfect health, or immediate death. If they would be indifferent between the options when the gamble has a 20% probability of death, the weight is 0.8. Discrete choice experiments, respondents choose the best health state out of two, or sometimes three, options. Drawing on random utility theory, the location of the utilities on an interval scale is determined by the frequency each is chosen, 
For example if 55% of respondents say the first person is healthier than the second, and 45% the reverse, they are close together, whereas if the split is 80-20 they are far apart. This ordinal data then has to be anchored to 0 and 1, some ways of doing so are presented in part 2. Less common ordinal methods include ranking, placing several health states in order of preference, best-worst scaling, choosing the best and worst out of a selection of options, visual analog scale, Respondents mark the point on a thermometer-like scale, usually running from 0, for example the worst health you can imagine, to 100, for example the best health you can imagine, that they feel best represents the target health state. If they are also asked to place dead on the scale, a Kali value can be easily calculated. For example, with a score of 90 one-hundredths and a dead point of 20 one-hundredths, the weight is, 90 to 20, 100 to 20 equals 70 80 equals 0.875. Person trade-off, previously called equivalent studies, respondents trade off health, and or life, across populations. For example, if they think an intervention that moves 500 people from the target state to perfect health for one year is as valuable as extending the life of 100 perfectly healthy people for a year, the Kali weight is 1, 100-500 equals 0.813. There are many variations of each general approach, and some valuation studies combine two methods, for example Devlin et al., 2018. It is also common for one health utility instrument to have multiple value sets for different populations, for example there are EQ5D3 liters value sets for at least 16 countries. Here, I focus on the measurement and valuation of health, MVH, protocol for the time trade-off, TTO, Williams, 1995, as that was used to obtain the UK value set for the EQ5D3 liters, Dolan, 1997-14. For the purposes of this explanation we will assume the respondent's name is Jack and the state being valued as moderate pain and anxiety, 11,122. The MVH protocol has three main steps. First, Jack is asked to choose between 10 years in perfect health, 11,111, life A, and 10 years in the target health state, life B, 11,122. This is to establish that he considers the target health state to be worse than being in full health, if not, the exercise is stopped and a value of 1 is recorded. Second, Jack is asked to choose between immediate death and 10 years in life be this is to determine whether he thinks the state is better than dead or worse than dead. For better than dead states, Jack is presented with the following time board in the third step. Visual aid, time board, for better than dead states, used by the MVHTTO protocol. From a et al. 2016. He is then asked to choose between 5 years in life A, 11,111, or 10 years in life B, 11,122. Time is added to or subtracted from life A until Jack is indifferent between the options 15. The value of the state on the Kali scale is calculated as the duration in life of divided by the duration in life B, which is always 10 years. For example, if Jack is indifferent between 7.5 years in perfect health and 10 years with moderate pain and anxiety, the value is 75 tenths equals 0.75. This can be formally illustrated as follows. Calculating the value of better than dead health states in the MVHTTO protocol. UH equals value of state H, X equals time in full health, D equals time in state H. From a et al. 2016. If Jack would rather die immediately than live for 10 years in life B, he is presented with the time board for states worse than dead. Visual aid, time board, for worse than dead states, used by the MVHTTO protocol. From a et al. 2016. Here, Life A is a composite of time in the target health state followed by time in full health, totaling 10 years, and life B is immediate death. 
If Jack prefers 5 years and 11,122 then 5 years and 11,111 over death, he is offered a life a consisting of 6 years plus 4 years respectively. If instead he prefers life B, he is offered 4 plus 6. As with the better than dead version, the time is varied until he is indifferent between the options. If X is the number of years in full health the value of the health state is X slash 10, X. For example, if Jack's life A is 8 years and 11,122 followed by 2 years and 11,111, his value for moderate pain with moderate anxiety is 2 slash 10 to 2 equals minus 2 eighths equals minus 0.25. This can be shown schematically as follows. Calculating the value of worse than dead health states in the MVHTTO protocol. UH equals value of state H, X equals time in full health, D equals time in state H. From a Petal 2016. The EQ5D3 leaders can describe 243 unique health states. For the UK valuation study, 42 of these were chosen, representing a wide range of levels across all dimensions, but excluding implausible states, such as being confined to bed yet having no problems with self-care. Each respondent, from a representative sample of the UK population, and equals 3,395, valued 12 states, 33,333, the worst possible, unconscious, two very mild states, three mild, three moderate, and three severe. Regression techniques were used to obtain coefficients for levels 2 and 3 of each dimension, see table below, these are subtracted from 1 to obtain the Kali value. In addition, 0.081 is subtracted for all states other than 11,111. 0.269 is subtracted once if any dimension is at level 3. So, for example, 11,122 has a value of 1, 0.123 plus 0.071 plus 0.081 equals 0.725. Coefficients for scoring the EQ5D3 leaders using the UK value set, Dolan 1997-16. There were particular challenges in modeling states worse than dead. Whereas better than dead states were valued on an interval scale, with time in full health being linearly related to the utility of the state, the worse than dead task involves changing both the time in full health and time in the target state. This produces data on a ratio scale with a very nonlinear relationship to utility. The scale also has a theoretical lower bound of minus infinity, when the respondent would prefer death to anything less than 10 years in full health, though in this particular exercise three months in the target state was stipulated to be the minimum, giving a lower bound of 9.75 slash 10 to 9.75 equals minus 39. Dolan, 1997, considered this problematic. The asymmetry between positive and negative values posed problems for individual level analysis because those respondents rating a state as worse than death would have a much greater impact on the model predictions than those respondents rating it as better than death. Patrick et al. 1994, transformed their negative values so that scores for states rated as worse than dead were bounded by minus 1, e symmetrical to the upper bound of plus 1 for states that are rated as better than dead. This transformation was justified on statistical grounds, but there is possibly a psychometric justification as well, that respondents may treat the scale for states worse than dead in the same way as they are assumed to treat the scale for states better than dead, e as an interval, not a ratio, scale. For these reasons, then, valuations for states worse than dead were transformed using the formula, x slash 10, 1, where again x represented the number of years spent in full health 17. Thus, the minimum individual score became 0.25 tenths, 1 equals minus 0.975, and the lowest utility in the final value set, for state 33,333, was minus 0.594. 
Issues with measuring states worse than dead are discussed further below and in later posts. Application. The Kali is used in the economic evaluation of healthcare programs, and less commonly for impact evaluation, monitoring patients over time, and summarizing the overall health of a population. Evaluating interventions. The Kali is primarily used for measuring the outcome of health programs. This can be done in the context of assessing impact alone, or even monitoring an individual patient, or group of patients, over time, Drummond et al., 2009, Kind et al., 2009. However, call-wise are most frequently used for cost-effectiveness analysis, CEA, 18, which assesses the amount of, health, gain for a given level of input, or the input required to gain a unit of health. In high- and middle-income countries, the Kali is the most popular outcome measure in CEAs. In a review of 40 pharmacoeconomic guidelines, the Kali was the recommended measure of benefit in nearly all of them, Zhao et al., 2018, most famously, the UK's National Institute of Health and Care Excellence, NICE, recommends call wise derived from the EQ5D3 leaders, NICE, 2013. Tufts Medical Center maintains the CEO registry, a database of Kali-based cost-effectiveness studies, which now number over 8,000. A highly simplified illustrative example of Kali-based CEA is provided below and in this spreadsheet. For a proper exposition, see Paulden, 2020A, or Drummond et al., 2015. Suppose you want to compare the cost-effectiveness of drug A, $15,000 per patient, drug B, $50,000, and doing nothing, $0, for the treatment of a particular disease. You gather data, for example from clinical trials or disease modeling, on the outcomes for each group of patients, in terms of life expectancy and EQ5D3 leaders profiles. Total call-wise for each patient are the average utility weight, calculated from the EQ5D numbers, multiplied by the duration in that state. This is equivalent to the area under the curve in a graph like this. Average her call over time of patients receiving no treatment, drug A, and drug B. The curves are angular for convenience, in reality a patient's trajectory would be more complicated. In this case, total call-wise remaining in the patient's life are as follows. The cost-effectiveness of each option is normally represented by an incremental 19, cost-effectiveness ratio, ICER and or net benefit. The e-chair compares each treatment option to the next most effective alternative. Incremental analysis of hypothetical health interventions using call-wise as the measure of benefit. E-chair equals incremental cost-effectiveness ratio. To determine whether the intervention is cost-effective, the e-chair can be compared to a willingness to pay, WTP, threshold, which should be based on the opportunity cost of health spending, i.e., how much health is lost by spending money on a different treatment. For instance, if it currently costs $20,000 to gain a Kali, 20, we generally should not buy a new drug that costs $30,000 per Kali because from a fixed budget that would cause a net loss of 0.5 call wise In the example above, drug A would be cost-effective, i.e., cause net health gain, at a threshold of $20,000, but drug B would not. This threshold also allows the calculation of net benefit. The net monetary benefit, NMB, compared to no treatment is the dollar value of the total, not incremental, call-wise, as determined by the WTP threshold, minus the costs. For instance, if a Kali is valued at $20,000. In this case, drug B has the same overall benefit as doing nothing, but drug A causes $9,000 of additional benefit per patient, making it the most cost-effective option 21. Equivalently, the benefit can be stated in terms of net health benefit, NHB, the call-wise gained minus the call-wise lost by diverting resources to that intervention. So drug A causes 0.45 call-wise more benefit per patient than the other two options. 
The net benefit approach is, rightly, in my view, gaining popularity in health economics, and some have even suggested abandoning the e-chair entirely, Paulden, 2020b. However, the e-chair has some advantages, Omahoney, 2020, and the two measures may be considered complementary. Population health summaries. Summary measures of population health combine morbidity and mortality into one metric in order to quantify the overall health of a population, Murray, Salomon, and Mathers, 2000. The Kali has been used in this way to measure the stock of health the amount of health in a population in a given period of time. The theoretical maximum stock in one year is equal to the population, as each person represents one, theoretical, Kali. The loss stock of health a concept similar to the burden of disease for which Dow Ys are normally used, indicates the difference between the maximum and the actual levels of health, as measured by instruments such as the EQ5D. The loss attributable to particular causes can be estimated using statistical methods that relate scores on her call measures to health conditions, such as depression, or types of condition, such as chronic illness. However, this seems to be a fairly uncommon use of such metrics. For an example, see Sanchez Iriso et al. 2019. Interpretation. There is considerable disagreement over what the Kali represents, and what it ought to represent. To begin with, it's worth considering what is meant by health-related quality of life. Health itself is a heavily contested concept, it was famously defined by the World Health Organization, WHO, as a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease and infirmity, but others restricted to optimal or typical physical and mental functioning, defined with reference to societal and or biological norms, Salomon et al., 2003, Hausman, 2012a, 2012b, 2014. Quality of life, Kahl, is variously understood in subjective and or objective terms, well-being, opportunities, needs, wants, social status, self-actualization, and so on, Voling, 2005. Unsurprisingly, then, definitions of her call also vary widely. After reviewing the options, 22, Karimi and Brazier, 2016, suggested the term be used to mean two things. The utility associated with health, as measured by valuing health status questionnaires, for example using the EQ5D with an attached value set. The way health, as measured by health status questionnaires, affects call, as measured by call questionnaires, as empirically estimated using statistical techniques. I will adopt these definitions going forward. While terminological nuances are not always important, the distinctions between health, her call, and well-being reflect critical theoretical differences between the Kali and its alternatives. The Kali originally emerged from welfare economics, grounded in expected utility theory, EUT, which defined welfare in terms of the satisfaction of individual preferences. Call-wise were intended to reflect, at least approximately, the preferences of a rational individual decision-maker, as described by the von Neumann-Morgenstern, VNM, axioms, concerning their own health, and could therefore properly be called utilities. Others have argued that call-wise should not represent utility in this sense. These non-welfarists or extra-welfarists typically believe things like equity, capability, or health itself are of intrinsic value, Brower et al., 2008, Coast, Smith, and Lordley, 2008, Birch and Donaldson, 2003, Buchanan and Wordsworth, 2015. If such considerations are included in the Kali, the, welfarist, utility of patients may not change proportionally with the size of Kali gains. Descriptively, it seems the extra welfarists are winning. Although Kali-wise, and CEA as a whole, do not generally include overt consideration of distributional factors, they do depart from traditional welfare economics in a number of ways, see for example Brazier, Ratcliffe, et al., 2017, CHS. 
3 and 11, Drummond et al., 2015, CHS. 5 and 6. People do not in practice follow the principles of OO. For example, respondents in health state valuation tasks are not good at thinking about very large or very small probabilities, and generally express a positive time preference, i.e., they prefer a unit of health sooner rather than later. OO only applies to individual decision-making, it is arguably irrelevant once preferences have been aggregated across a population. The individuals relevant to OO are the patients themselves, as they are the consumers of healthcare, whereas most value sets have been obtained from the general public, whose preferences are often different. Due in part to equity concerns, CEAs do not normally consider how willingness to pay for a collie varies across individuals, or include non-health effects of treatment, such as on productivity. From the perspective of welfare economics, this contributes to inefficiency, because willingness to pay reflects strength of preference, i.e., utility, and because productivity losses raise the total cost of losing a collie. Decision-makers do sometimes give additional weight to certain populations. Most famously, NICE is willing to pay much more for a collie at the end of life and for very rare diseases, and has special arrangements for cancer drugs, although none of these are part of the CEA itself, Paulden, 2017. Interestingly, all of these approaches seem to assume that collie weights currently reflect self-regarding preferences, that is, what the respondent thinks is best for them 23, in fact, they may also capture some effects of a health state or treatment on others, which I'll call spillovers. This can happen because respondents in valuation tasks are influenced to some extent by altruism, such as the impact of a disease on family members, for example Kroll et al., 2016. Some conditions also have broader societal consequences than others, through productivity losses, social care needs, criminal behavior, and so on, but such effects will not necessarily scale proportionally to the Kali weight, which further complicates their interpretation. These other regarding factors appear to be relatively neglected in the literature, and are discussed along with other criticisms below and in parts 2 and 6 of this sequence. What are Dow wise The disability-adjusted life year has changed considerably since it was developed for the World Bank in 1990 and subsequently adopted by the World Health Organization, Chen et al., 2015. Most notably, it has dropped age weighting and time discounting, and derives disability weights from pairwise comparisons, similar to discrete-choice experiments, in population-based surveys rather than person trade-off exercises in panels of medical experts 24. However, unlike the Kali, only one formulation is typically used in any given year. This section describes the version used in the 2019 Global Burden of Diseases, Injuries, and Risk Factors Study, GBD 2019, by the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, IHME, which now leads the development of the daily, though the methods have not changed greatly since a major revision for GBD 2010, Salomon et al., 2012, Salomon et al., 2015. For a comprehensive explanation, you can read all 1,813 pages of Appendix 1 in Bo et al., 2020. Structure. The daily scale. Roughly speaking, the daily scale is the inverse of the Kali scale, with zero representing full health and one representing death, or a state as bad as being dead. So whereas a Kali represents one year in full health, a daily represents one lost year of healthy life. The aim, therefore, is to gain call wise but avert dal wise. Aside from the direction of the scale, the main structural difference is that it is currently capped at 1, so it does not admit states worse than dead. The scale could, in principle, be changed to allow them, but there is little prospect of this happening soon 25. As with call wise, numbers are attached to health states representing their severity, but in this case a higher value is worse, for example a year lived at 0.8 contains half as much healthy life as a year at 0.4. 
The methods for deriving these disability weights are also quite different from those typically used for the Kali, as described in the following sections. Descriptive system. The latest version of the daily system contains 440 health states, including combined states, for non-fatal health outcomes. These are designed to be collectively exhaustive, i.e., to cover all possible states that don't lead to immediate death. Each unique state is given a non-technical description, a kind of short vignette, 26, developed in consultation with experts, that focuses on its functional consequences and symptoms, Salomon et al., 2012, Appendix 1. For example, an acute episode of a mild infectious disease is described with. Has a low fever and mild discomfort, but no difficulty with daily activities. While most descriptions, like that one, are fairly generic, others name the particular cause, for example a person with cannabis dependence. Uses marijuana daily and has difficulty controlling the habit. The person sometimes has mood swings, anxiety and hallucinations, and has some difficulty in daily activities. For the purposes of the GBD, these health states are assigned to over 2,000 unique sequelae, defined as distinct, mutually exclusive categories of health consequences that can be directly attributed to a cause, Vo et al., 2020, Appendix 1, p. 17. For example, the infectious disease, acute episode, mild health state described above is used for mild early syphilis infection, mild malaria, and a number of other disease sequelae. The table below contains further examples, selected to illustrate various types of condition and features of the daily system, alongside their disability weights, the full list can be downloaded here. Example sequelae with associated health states, lay descriptions, and disability weights from the 2019 Global Burden of Disease Study. Valuation Methods 27 The primary method for obtaining disability weights is pairwise comparisons, a form of discrete choice experiment 28, in brief, the respondent is presented with descriptions of two people, each of whom had a different health state, and asked, who do you think is healthier overall, the first person or the second person? 29. The relative severity of the health states is determined using probe at regression analyzes that infer the amount of health loss from the frequency of each response. As described above for discrete choice experiments, the basic intuition is that states causing similar levels of disability would have a roughly even split, while worse conditions would be chosen less often in proportion to their severity 30. To enable the results to be anchored on the 0 to 1 scale, population health equivalence questions were also included in the surveys. These are similar to person trade-off exercises, but framed as retrospective population health improvements, rather than prospective individual preferences. The last questions will ask you to compare the overall health benefits produced by two different programs. Imagine there were two different health programs. The first program prevented 1,000 people from getting an illness that causes rapid death. The second program prevented, number selected randomly from, 1,500, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 10,000, people from getting an illness that is not fatal but causes the following lifelong health problems, lay description for randomly selected health state inserted here, for example, some difficulty in moving around, and in using the hands for lifting and holding things, dressing and grooming. Which program would you say produce the greater overall population health benefit? These enabled inferences to be made about the badness of death versus living with an illness 31. These data were collected in 2009-10 from over 30,000 respondents using household surveys in four countries, Bangladesh, Indonesia, Peru, and Tanzania, telephone interviews in the USA, and an open access web survey. Responses to the paired comparisons were remarkably similar across diverse populations, are greater than or equal to 0.9, except in Bangladesh, are equal 0.75, so data from all sources were analyzed together, 
leading to a single set of disability weights, Salomon et al., 2012. A similar survey was subsequently carried out with another 30,000 respondents in four European countries, Hungary, Italy, the Netherlands, and Sweden, and the data have been pooled with the earlier surveys when calculating disability weights since GBD 2013, Salomon et al., 2015. Application. The daily is used for economic and impact evaluation, and to quantify the burden of disease in a population. Evaluating interventions. The daily is widely used to evaluate health interventions in low- and middle-income countries, LMICs, and less frequently in high-income countries, Newman et al., 2018. It has been used to assess the overall impact of large programs, such as Population Service International's diverse set of global health projects, David, 2013, Yang et al., 2013, Montague et al., 2013, Longfield et al., 2013, but, like the Kali, is more commonly employed in cost-effectiveness analyzes 32. For CEAs, the daily does not seem to be recommended by any government agencies, ISPER, 2020, Zhao et al., 2018, but is the primary measure of benefit for some large international organizations, most notably WHO Choice, Adijer et al., 2003, Hutubasi, Chisholm, and Adijer et al., 2003 and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, BMGF. The reference case, set of guidelines, created by BMGF and NICE International, 2014, recommends the daily in order to provide continuity with current practice and familiarity to decision-makers in LMICs, and to complement large-scale LMICs analyses funded by the BMGF. Unlike the Kali, the daily does not require context-relevant health state valuation estimates. It is also the main metric for the Disease Control Priorities Network, funded by BMGF, which reviews evidence on health interventions for low-resource settings, see especially Horton, 2018. The Global Health CEA Registry at Tufts Medical Center maintains a list of daily-based analyses, now numbering 779, about 10 times fewer than with the Kali. The methods are essentially the same as for Kali-based CEAs. The main difference is that the area being summed when calculating dial-wise is the gap between the level of healthy life achieved and a theoretical life in full health. This requires an assumption about how long the patient would, or should, have lived, which is now taken from a reference standard life table, 33, based on the lowest observed age-specific mortality rates by location and sex across all estimation years from all locations with populations over 5 million in 2016, Vo et al., 2020, Appendix 1, p. 56. Roughly speaking, it is the life expectancy in ideal circumstances, currently nearly 88 years at birth, 39 years at 50, and 6 years at 90. Thus, total DAO-wise incurred equals years of life lost, YLL, plus years lived with disability, yield, where. YLL equals number of deaths times standard life expectancy at age of death. Yield equals number of cases times disability weight times duration lived with disease. To mirror our hypothetical Kali example, the total dial Ys incurred in the graph below, with the y-axis running from 1 to 0, are represented by the area over the curve, spreadsheet. No treatment dial Ys equals blue plus green plus yellow. Drug a dial Ys equals blue plus green. Drug B dial Ys equals blue. Average health over time of patients receiving no treatment, drug A, and drug B. The total dial Ys averted are under the curve, the same as call Ys gained. This can be calculated by subtracting the DAL-wise incurred from the standard life expectancy, 6 years in this case, or by summing the relevant areas. No treatment DAL-wise averted equals gray. Drug A DAL-wise averted equals yellow plus gray. Drug B DAL-wise averted equals green plus yellow plus gray. 
The incremental dial Ys averted are therefore also the same as the call Ys gained, yellow, drug A, and green, drug B. Consequently, the e-chairs and net benefit for these example programs are identical to the Kali-based analyses, assuming, of course, that the daily weights exactly mirror the Kali values, for example 0.2 equals 0.8, and that the willingness to pay threshold is the same. Incremental analysis of hypothetical health interventions using Dow-wise is the measure of benefit. E-chair equals incremental cost-effectiveness ratio. So it's perhaps unsurprising that, in the handful of comparisons available in the literature, Differences between Kali and daily-based cost-effectiveness ratios are generally modest, and attributable to the weights rather than something more fundamental, Feng et al., 2020-34. Population health summaries. However, the daily has perhaps been most influential through its use in the GBD studies, for which it was originally designed. GBD 2019 quantifies DAL-wise attributable to 369 causes in 204 countries and territories around the world. 78 of these causes lead to disability but not death, for example headache disorders, and 5 cause death but not disability, for example sudden infant death syndrome. The cause hierarchy, downloadable here, contains 4 levels of increasing specificity. Level 1 has 3 broad categories, communicable, maternal, neonatal, and nutritional causes, non-communicable diseases, and injuries, level 2 has 22, level 3 has 174, and level 4 has 301. The first three levels each contain a mutually exclusive and collectively exhaustive list of causes of health loss, while level 4 is only used to disaggregate some level 3 causes. For example, examples of the first four levels of the cause hierarchy used in the 2019 Global Burden of Disease Study. Below these are 2063 cause sequelae, level 5, for example moderate major depressive disorder, plus 1410 injury sequelae. Each of those is attached to one of 440 health states, Level 6, for example major depressive disorder, moderate episode, as shown in the descriptive system section above. Voet et al., 2020, Appendix 1, pages 16-17. To get the yield for each sequela, the disability weights associated with the relevant health states are multiplied by the prevalence in the population, with adjustment for comorbidities. To get the YLL, the number of deaths caused by the disease is multiplied by the standard life expectancy at age of death. The YLL and yield are summed to obtain the DAL-wise. For a concise step-by-step -step account of daily calculation, including disease modeling and data collection, see Devli Shoar et al., 2014. DAL-wise, alongside YLL, yield, and deaths, were also used to measure the burden attributable to 87 behavioral, environmental and occupational, and metabolic risk factors, Murray et al., 2020. This analysis used a separate four-level hierarchy, downloadable here. For example, examples of the hierarchy used to estimate the burden of risk factors in the 2019 Global Burden of Disease Study. A multi-step process then compared the health loss attributable to the risk factor with the loss that would have occurred had the risk factor exposure been at its theoretical minimum. See Murray et al., 2020 for details. Further GBD 2019 analyses, not all using Dow-wise, include historical trends in fertility, mortality, healthy life expectancy, and population, 1950-2019 Wang et al., 2020. Fertility, Mortality, Migration, and Population Forecasts, 2017-2100, Valset et al., 2020. Measuring Universal Health Coverage, Losano et al., 2020. Lots of additional resources are available on the IM website, including peer-reviewed publications and policy reports, infographics, country profiles, raw data, the research protocol, FAQs, 
and five visualization tools, most notably GBD Compare, which produces graphics like this. Estimated global DAL wise due to all level 3 causes in 2019. Interpretation. The key conceptual distinction between the Kali and the daily, aside from the direction of the scale, is that the daily aims to measure, lost, health, not her call, well-being, welfare, or utility. Moreover, its developers understand health somewhat narrowly as an individual's capacity in a uniform environment, or set of environments, for example, the ability to walk 100 meters on a level, well-lit, non-slippery surface. This contrasts not only with the all-encompassing WHO-style accounts of health, but with health as performance in the individual's current environment, such as the ability to walk up their own stairs. If a person cannot climb stairs in her usual environment because the stairs are too steep, most people would not say that her health state had changed if the stairs were modified to be less steep. Likewise, we would not want to characterize the same cognitive impairment differently in two individuals simply because they have different vocations that call upon different types of cognitive tasks, and would not say that an individual with a hearing impairment is healthier simply because he avoids noisy gatherings. These examples point to a common-sense understanding of health that does not correspond to performance because it excludes the idiosyncrasies of an individual's environment. This is consistent with the notion of health as an attribute of individuals rather than environments, though environments may have causal influence on a person's health state. Note that here we clearly part company with those who would equate health with well-being or overall quality of life, since these latter constructs clearly do depend on local environmental barriers and facilitators. Salomon et al., 2003. The disability to be reflected in the disability weights is thus defined as the degree to which this capacity is absent. Salomon et al., 2003, recognize that the distinction between full health and disability is a normative and perhaps fuzzy one, having full mobility lies somewhere between hobbling 100 meters in an hour and running it in 10 seconds, so they leave it to intuition. The threshold for a particular domain is the level of capacity below which people generally recognize decrements as departures from excellent health. The developers further stress that daily weights are not intended to reflect preferences. Recall that states were described in terms of functional consequences and symptoms, and that respondents were asked not which person's life they would rather have, but which person was healthier. Salomon et al. 2003, point out that the preferences that we may infer from techniques such as the time trade-off are likely to depend, at least in part, on assessments of health levels, but they may also reflect a range of other values and considerations that are distinct from the measurement of health levels. This may help explain some seemingly bizarre features of the current daily system. For example, terminal illness with constant, untreated pain has a disability weight of 0.569, compared to 0.540 for the same condition with pain medication, a statistically insignificant difference of just 2.9 percentage points 35, perhaps respondents felt they were similar in a functional sense 36. Disability weights for terminal illness with and without pain medication. However, some have challenged the claim that disability weights measure health loss without evaluating it. When people rank people with different kinds of health problems, they cannot avoid applying subjective value judgments of the importance of different dimensions of health. Disability weights should therefore be understood as valuations of health losses, e. judgments of their undesirability, rather than quantifications. Quantification is simply without empirically verifiable meaning. Nor, 2015. Even Daniel Hausman, who has defended attempts to focus on health rather than well-being or quality of life, argues that health itself cannot be measured, and that disability weights must reflect assessments of the value of health states, Hausman, 2012. Empirically, the jury seems to still be out on whether aiming to quantify health rather than her call preferences slash utility really matters. As noted above, 
Cost-effectiveness estimates appear to be broadly comparable when using DAL-wise and CAL-wise, but there have only been a handful of such studies. To my knowledge there has been no systematic comparison of daily weights with, say, EQ5D values for the same states 37. In terms of spillover effects, it seems plausible that, given the wording of the tasks, respondents focus even more on the individual patient than in call evaluation. I'm not aware of any research on the role of other regarding considerations in disability weight estimation, or the correlation between such weights and spillovers, though I haven't looked extensively. What's wrong with call-wise and dial-wise? Most criticism of HAL-wise, and the Haley-maximizing principle implicit in most cost-effectiveness analysis, has come from three broad and overlapping camps. Welfare economists, who aim to maximize the satisfaction of individual preferences that follow a specific set of axioms. Extra welfareists, who generally adopt a different unit of value, for example health or capability and or want to factor in distributional concerns. Proponents of a well-being approach, who generally aim to maximize, or at least focus on, how well patients' lives are going overall. In this section, I briefly summarize each critique, then outline five problems that will be the focus of the rest of this series. The welfareist critique. In a nutshell, welfareists, in the economic sense described above, complain that call-wise, and CEAs based on them do not reflect the preferences of rational, self-interested utility maximizers. To understand this critique, it's worth reminding ourselves that every component of the Kali, an analogous daily, algorithm, Q times T times P times N, quality times time times probability times number of people, is on an interval scale, 38. Q, an improvement in health from 0.2 to 0.4 is valued the same as 0.8 to 1.0. T, an increase of 10 years at 0.5 is valued the same as an increase of 5 years in full health. P, an increase in the probability of a gain of 10 years in full health from 0.1 to 0.2 is valued the same as from 0.8 to 0.9. And, 100 people getting 2 call-wise is valued the same as 10 people getting 20 call-wise. This is what allows straightforward comparison within and across individuals and populations. For call-wise to represent individual preferences over health states, therefore, a number of assumptions are required. 39. Utility independence, the value of Q does not affect the value of T, or vice versa, for example 1 year at 0.8 equals 2 years at 0.4 equals 8 years at 0.1. Risk neutrality, preferences are linear in probability, for example 10% chance of death plus 90% chance of 1 call equals 90% chance of death plus 10% chance of 9 call wise. Additive separability, the value of a state is independent of the states that proceed or follow it, for example 1 year at 0.5 then 2 years at 0.8 equals 2 years at 0.8 then 1 year at 0.5. Principle Q, a Kali has equal value regardless of who gets it, for example adding an extra year of life at 0.8 to the end of an 80-year life is the same as adding it to the end of a 20-year life. Preferences do not not reliably meet these conditions at an individual level, and the extent to which they hold on aggregate is not entirely clear. For example, in some studies people were generally willing to trade off a greater proportion of life expectancy in the TTO, or accept a disproportionately higher risk of death in the standard gamble, to avoid longer periods in poor health, violating utility independence, or preferred a bad state followed by a good state over the reverse, even after accounting for discount rates, violating additive separability 40, however, findings are not consistent across, the small number of, studies, and aggregate values perform better than each individual's preferences leading some to claim that call-wise are an adequate approximation of utility for the purposes of public decision-making, for example Tsuchiya and Dolan, 2005-41. For the welfarist, 
there are broader efficiency-related issues with using cost per Haley CEAs for resource allocation, Brazier, Ratcliffe, et al., 2017, ch. 3, Palmer and Torgerson, 1999. First, call wise and Dow wise do not normally capture all non-health benefits of healthcare, such as the productivity of the patient or family members, or even hard-to-quantify things we care about such as its effects on hobbies and relationships. This issue is discussed further below from a well-being perspective. Second, they cannot be used to attain allocative efficiency, the optimal distribution of resources across society. With reference to an opportunity cost-based WTP threshold, it can, at most, help achieve technical efficiency, the best, health, outcomes given a fixed set of resources, but it tells us nothing about how big the budget should be for the various sectors. Third, some people are willing to pay more than others for a Kali, due to differences in income and or preferences. Therefore, counting everyone's health the same does not maximize utility in the welfareist sense, even within the health sector 42. The extra welfareist critique. Extra welfareist, on the other hand, generally think the Kali, and CEA more broadly, is currently too welfareist. Though extra welfareism is ill-defined and encompasses a broad range of views, the uniting belief is that there is inherent value in things other than the satisfaction of individuals' preferences, Brower et al., 2008. In practice, the most influential extra-welfareists have been rooted in the capabilities approach, and have generally advocated a focus on improving health or her call, rather than utility, from the perspective of society as a whole, rather than individuals. Such ideas have certainly influenced the development of the Kali in agencies like NICE, for example, in the use of public, rather than patient, preferences and the exclusion of most non-health outcomes. Coast, Smith, and Lordley, 2008. However, most forms of the Kali are a long way from the metrics envisioned by extra-welfareists. For instance, studies have found relatively low correlation between call-wise and measures of capability, Mitchell et al., 2017. With one or two exceptions, NICE and other relevant decision-makers also endorse Principle Q, the idea that the social value of a unit of health is the same for all people in all contexts. This Kali egalitarianism is often challenged by welfareists on the grounds that WTP varies among individuals, but many extra welfareists reject it for other reasons. For example, some have argued that more value should be attached to health gained by the young, those who have not yet had their fair innings than by the elderly, Williams, 1997, by those in a worse initial state of health, or for larger individual health gains 43 for example nor, 2005, by those who were not responsible for their illness, for example Dworkin, 1981A, 1981B, by those at the end of life, as currently implemented by NICE, or by people of low socioeconomic status 44. Thus, while the Kali is certainly not fully welfareist, nor does it fit any but the thinnest extra welfareist theories. The daily is perhaps a little closer to some extra welfareist ideas of what the unit of value should be, it does not attempt to measure utility and adopts a definition of health with echoes of the capabilities literature. However, Dow-wise are generally given equal weight in both CEAs and GBD studies, and disability weights are mostly similar to the Kali equivalents, so in practice they may not bring us much closer to the extra-welfarist ideal. The well-being critique. The third strand of criticism comes from those who prioritize well-being, understood broadly as how well one's life is going. Theories of well-being are typically 45, divided into three camps. Hedonism, well-being consists in the balance of pleasure over pain, where pleasure is any positive mental state, anything that feels good, roughly speaking, excitement, joy, satisfaction, a sense of meaning, etc., and pain is any negative mental state, physical pain, hopelessness, shame, sadness, anxiety, 
etc. This is associated with the classical utilitarianism of Jeremy Bentham and John Stuart Mill, classical economics, mid-18th to late 19th century, Daniel Kahneman's, 1997, concept of experienced utility, and the measurement of affect, feelings, loosely speaking, in psychology. Example measures include the positive and negative effect schedule, PANIS, and some single-item questions like overall, how happy did you feel yesterday? From the ONS4. Desire theories, well-being consists in the satisfaction of preferences or desires. This is linked with neoclassical, welfare, economics, which began defining utility welfare in terms of preferences around 1900, largely because they were easier to measure than hedonic states, preference utilitarianism, Kahneman's, 1997, decision utility, and the preference-based valuation methods described in this post. Objective list theories, well-being consists in the attainment of goods that do not consist in merely pleasurable experience nor in desire satisfaction, though those can be on the list. According to some Aristotelian perfectionist accounts, people flourish to the extent they realize certain virtues, justice, courage, rationality, friendship, honor, pleasure, etc. These have influenced some conceptions of psychological well-being, 46, and many extra welfareist ideas. The capabilities approach also falls under this heading, though it stresses the importance of having the opportunity to do, be, or have certain things, rather than their attainment, for example Sam, 1985, Anand et al., 2009. For example, the ISCAP A attempts to measure an ability to have attachment, stability, achievement, enjoyment, and autonomy, El Janabi, Flynn, and Coast, 2012. The concept of subjective well-being, SWB, is perhaps even harder to pin down, but has been defined by the OECD, 2013, as how people think about and experience their lives 47, it is generally considered to have two components, 48. Hedonic states, or effect. Sometimes positive and negative affect are treated separately, given evidence that these are independent, i.e., more positive affect may not imply less negative affect. This component maps conveniently onto the hedonic theory of well-being. Cognitive evaluations, typically life satisfaction, which tries to capture an individual's assessment of their life as a whole. This is agnostic about what makes life go well, respondents may consider happiness and misery, a sense of purpose, the opportunities available to them, and so on, which makes it hard to place theoretically. Michael Plant has argued that it's best interpreted as a form of desire theory, reflecting preferences about one's life as a whole. In addition to the measures of affect noted above, SWB metrics include Cantrell's ladder, as used in the World Happiness Reports, the Satisfaction with Life Scale, and the Warwick and Edinburgh Mental Wellbeing Scale. For further examples, see OECD, 2013, NXA for a review of 99 well-being measures, not all of them for SWB, see Linton, Yep, and Medina Lara, 2016. Clearly, there are many possible well-being approaches to economic evaluation and population health summary, defined both by the unit of value, hedonic states, preferences, objective lists, SWB, and by how they aggregate those units when calculating total value. Indeed, welfareism can be understood as a specific form of desire theory combined with a maximizing principle, i.e., simple additive aggregation, and extra welfareism, in some forms, is just an objective list theory plus equity, i.e., non-additive aggregation. However, it seems that most advocates for the use of well-being in healthcare reject the narrow welfareist conception of utility, while retaining fairly standard, utility-maximizing CEA methods, perhaps with some post-hoc adjustments to address particularly pressing distributional issues. So it seems reasonable to consider it a distinct, albeit heterogeneous, perspective. Core Problems 
The remainder of this section presents what I see as five interconnected problems with the versions of CallWise and DALWise most commonly employed in the last few years. They neglect non-health consequences of health interventions. They rely on poorly informed judgments of the general public. They fail to acknowledge extreme suffering and happiness. They capture some but not all spillover effects. They are of little use in prioritizing across sectors or cause areas. For the purpose of exposition, I will assume that the objective is to maximize total SWB, remaining agnostic between affect, evaluations, or some combination. This is not because I am confident it's the right goal. In fact, I think healthcare decision-making should probably, at least in public institutions, give some weight to other conceptions of well-being, and perhaps to distributional concerns such as fairness. One reason to do so is normative uncertainty. We can't be sure that the quasi-utilitarianism implied by that approach is correct, but it's also a pragmatic response to the diversity of opinions among stakeholders and the challenges of obtaining good SWB measurements, as discussed in later posts. However, I am fairly confident that SWB maximization, or indeed any sensible well-being-focused strategy, would be an improvement over current practice, so it seems like a reasonable foundation on which to build. Moreover, most of these criticisms should hold considerable force from a welfareist, extra-welfareist, or simply common-sense perspective. One certainly does not have to be a die-hard utilitarian to appreciate that reform is needed. Problem 1. Neglect of non-health consequences. As Tessa Peasgood once said, when we die, we don't only lose our EQ5D score. Callwise and Dalwise are used to make life and death decisions, but we can be healthy and miserable at the same time, or have a lot of health problems yet still have a good life, so they are not a very good proxy for what ultimately matters. For illustration, the EQ5D explains about 25% of the variance on SWB scales, Richardson et al., 2015, and Akali, i.e., a move from 0 to 1 on the scale, is only equivalent to about 2.3 points on a 0 to 10 life satisfaction scale, Huang et al., 2018. That how wise only measure health, or health-related quality of life, may not sound like much of a criticism, as they were only intended to be used for evaluating healthcare. But health interventions also have important non-health consequences. For instance, chemotherapy can do quite well in terms of the EQ5D, but can seriously harm other things we care about, like family life and a sense of self-worth, Lemieux, Lancel, and Provencher, 2008. When such effects are not taken into account, the cost-effectiveness of interventions will be misestimated, leading to inefficient use of resources. In theory, people could take these non-health effects into account when valuing states, in which case Haley weights would capture something close to the total, predicted, effect of a health state on well-being. However, the limited available evidence suggests people valuing health states do not generally put a lot of weight on non-health factors, perhaps because the choice of dimensions draws attention to health effects. This relates to the second problem. Problem 2, ill-informed preferences. Preferences in time trade-off and similar tasks, especially preferences of the general public who do not have experience of the condition being evaluated, do not closely match the experiences of people with the condition. This is partly because when people are answering these questions they tend to focus on the health state being valued, rather than other aspects of life that may be unaffected or even enhanced, like relationships or work. In particular, they focus on the most vivid, easily imagined aspects of the condition, such as having reduced mobility, and neglect potentially more important domains of health like anxiety. Dolan, 2008, Dolan and Kahneman, 2007. They also tend to focus on the transition to that state, such as first losing mobility, rather than their life some months or years down the line. People who lose SWB due to a health problem often feel better over time, 
either by overcoming the practical limitations, such as learning to use a walking stick or wheelchair, or by simply getting used to it such that it no longer bothers them so much, a process known as hedonic adaptation, Dolan, 2008, Dolan and Kahneman, 2007. To be clear, studies have found widely varying degrees of adaptation to disability, Kubi Mola, Joffre Binet, and Sarah Sostre, 2017, Halley and O'Neill, 2018, Lucas, 2007, Luminan and Telesano, 2018, Oswald and Pouthavy, 2008, Pouthavy, 2009, so it should not be assumed that such problems are not important from a SWB perspective. However, the literature on effective forecasting, our ability to predict our future hedonic states, suggests that people tend to overestimate the loss of SWB due to many events, especially loss of mobility, for example Gilbert and Wilson, 2000, Perini et al., 2017, DeWitt, Bischbach, and DeCharo, 2000. In contrast, people tend to underestimate the SWB loss from at least some mental disorders. While mental health and SWB are separate concepts, conditions such as anxiety and depression cause unhappiness almost by definition, making them inherently resistant to hedonic adaptation. Plausibly, respondents without experience of mental health issues also struggle to imagine what it's like to experience these states, perhaps equating depression with feeling low, for example 49, so it's unsurprising that, in contrast to physical health problems, people with direct experience of such conditions tend to report more severe values than the general public, for example Pine et al., 2009, Schaefer et al., 2002, Papa Giorgio et al., 2015. While daily valuations do not ask for preferences as such, it's reasonable to suppose that disability weights based on hypothetical judgments of which person is healthier suffer from similar problems. This assumption is supported by the similarity of Kali and daily values for most states, and the existence of implausible pairs of weights, such as the remarkably similar values for treated and untreated cancer presented above. Problem 3, Neglect of Extreme Suffering and Happiness. Comparison of Haley Scales and Well-Being, Highlighting States That Are, In Terms of Overall Well-Being, Better and Worse Than Being Dead. The key differences are that the Haley Scale, A, covers a much narrower range of experience, and has hard upper and lower bounds. B, extends further above dead than below dead, and C, places some states on the wrong side of the dead anchor, i.e., some, in reality, better than dead states are considered worse than dead, and vice versa. Like the other diagrams, this is purely illustrative and not necessarily to scale. Due in part to problems 1 and 2, I think current metrics do a bad job of capturing the most severe suffering. As mentioned above, the daily does not even admit states worse than dead. This might make sense if you're trying to measure health in a functional sense, as you can't function any worse than when you're dead, but it doesn't make sense if you're trying to measure well-being or even preferences. The Kali isn't much better in this regard, with minimum values between minus 0.59, for the EQ5 D3 liters, and plus 0.29, for the first version of the SF6 D50, as discussed in parts 2 and 4, respondents often indicate that they give lower weights, but either they are prevented from doing so by the structure of the valuation task, for example limits on the amount of time they can trade, or extreme values are arbitrarily transformed at the analysis stage. The difficulty of imagining extremely poor states is likely to be another reason why general population values tend to be too high in some cases. To me, this seems like a major problem, perhaps the greatest flaw in how wise at the moment. Reasons for thinking the scale should go down far below minus one will be discussed in more depth in part four, but I find simple thought experiments quite compelling. For instance, suppose you are confined to bed with constant, extreme physical pain, say, due to untreated cancer, which is common in some parts of the world, Null et al., 2017 and you are experiencing severe depression, 
described in the daily system as follows. Has overwhelming, constant sadness and cannot function in daily life. The person sometimes loses touch with reality and wants to harm or kill himself or herself. How many days of ordinary life in full health, which, let's remember, may not even be happy life, would you give up to avoid one day of this? For me, it would be somewhere between several days and several months, which implies a Kali weight between about minus 5 and minus 200. Experiences unrelated to healthcare, such as severe torture, can be even worse. On the other hand, current health-focused value sets seem to wrongly categorize some states as worse than dead. In a Swedish study, 46% of people in a state worse than dead, as judged using the UK EQ 5D3 liters value set, reported themselves to be quite satisfied, satisfied, or even very satisfied with their lives overall, Bernford et al., 2018. As noted in Problem 2, this disparity between Kali score and SWB may arise because the respondents to valuation tasks tend to imagine physical limitations will cause more suffering than in fact they do. Note that, by focusing on health, Problems 1 and 2, Kal-wise and Dal-wise also fail to capture positive experiences. Two people in perfect health can have very different overall SWB, say, 5 tenths versus 10 tenths, and current metrics generally give no additional weight to interventions that bring pleasure, joy, or satisfaction beyond relief of illness or disability. I suspect this is less of a problem than their neglect of extreme suffering, for example because the worst experiences are probably much more intense, longer-lasting, and more amenable to intervention than the best ones, but it's worth bearing in mind. So, relative to SWB, it seems that some states are greatly overvalued and others significantly undervalued. This is likely to cause major errors in priority setting, and therefore an inefficient allocation of resources. Problem 4, Neglect of Spillover Effects. Some difficulties with interpreting call-wise and dial-wise have already been mentioned, such as the extent to which they reflect individual preferences, own state, for example patient, versus public preferences, various conceptions of equity, and non-health outcomes for the patient. One area that seems to be relatively neglected is effects beyond the individual whose health is being assessed. Health problems, and therefore interventions, can greatly affect family members, carers, and wider society through various mechanisms, psychological burden, productivity, crime, and so on, and it's important to measure these spillovers if the aim is to do as much good as possible with the available resources. It seems to be generally assumed that Hal Wise only capture self-regarding preferences. However, there is some evidence that people valuing health states take into account other factors, especially impact on relatives, for example Baker and Robinson, 2004, Karimi, Brazier, and Paisley, 2017. These may be especially salient when choosing between immediate death and living in a very poor state, in qualitative studies alongside valuation tasks. Respondents often say things like I wouldn't want immediate death as I'd want time to say goodbye to my family, or I'd want to stick around for the sake of my kids. This may help explain the high values for some terrible states. On the other hand, it seems reasonable to assume health state values do not fully reflect the consequences for the rest of society, something that would be impossible for most respondents to predict, even if they were wholly altruistic. The appropriate response is unclear. As discussed in Parts 2 and 6, Ignoring benefits beyond the patient will often skew priorities, but adjusting for them separately, such as by putting a monetary value on care or time, risks it counting. This further limits the usefulness of the current metrics. Problem 5, limited to health applications. Problems 1 to 4 greatly hinder priority setting within the health sector. In economic terms, they prevent the achievement of technical efficiency, the most good possible within a fixed budget. But perhaps more importantly, Decisions need to be made about how to distribute resources across sectors and cause areas, including the size of each budget. 
Recall that NICI's full name is the National Institute of Health and Care Excellence, as its remit includes social care as well. The current Kali is almost useless for allocating resources across even these two putatively similar domains, except when the main impact of the social intervention being considered is improved health or life expectancy, let alone in education, transport, and other sectors of government. With ineffective altruism, how wise are not very useful when choosing between, say, cash transfers and malaria prevention, and still less between broad cause areas like global poverty and existential risk. In other words, achieving allocative efficiency, the optimal distribution of all resources, or even making some much more modest steps towards technical efficiency, cannot be done with such a limited metric, Brazier and Suchia, 2015. This is largely because of their exclusive focus on health outcomes, the same primary cause as problem 1. However, it also relates to problems 2 to 4. For example, interventions in some sectors are likely to have broader spillover effects, in general, than in other sectors, making like-for-like comparisons difficult until we have a better grasp of what the metrics capture, and how to account for things they don't. What are the alternatives? The table below summarizes three alternative kinds of Kali daily in terms of structure, descriptive system, valuation method, application, and interpretation. The red text represents departures from the current forms. To be clear, all of the names except Welby are my own, and they do not represent natural kinds, the Kali Plus is just a Kali with a different health utility instrument and or valuation method, the Squally is just a Kali with that uses SWB to value the health instrument, the Wellbe is just a Kali that uses a well-being measure in place of a health measure, and so on. I find these labels useful for thinking about the various options, but other typologies are possible. How wise and their alternatives? Red text indicates departures from current practice. Question marks indicate optional or uncertain features. The rest of the posts in this series will examine these options in more depth, so here I just provide a brief description of each. 1. The Haley Plus. The Kali Plus, Kali Plus, and Daily Plus are basically the same as the current metrics but with a few incremental improvements. They have the potential to capture more of what matters within healthcare, without requiring radical reforms that would be unpopular among stakeholders such as NICE, clinicians, and patients. Structure, the scale is most likely below minus 1 or greater than 2 for the daily, to reflect the severity of the worst states. The ultimate lower bound will depend on various factors, such as which instrument is chosen, what assumptions are made about the asymmetry of positive and negative experiences, and the valuation methods and respondents. Description, its classification system covers domains beyond health, and in particular concepts related to SWB. The e-Kali, extending the Kali, is perhaps the most promising Maui of all as it includes dimensions of well-being, but this is still under development. Almost anything is better than the EQ5D, including the second most popular Maui, the SF6D. Another option is to create a new measure, or create a preference-based value set for an existing non-preference-based questionnaire that covers elements of health and well-being, but this would be a major undertaking. Valuation. The use of own state preferences should be considered, as these may capture the severity of a state better than preferences of the general public though some combination of the two may be optimal or necessary. The choice of methodology, standard gamble, TTO, visual analog scale, discrete choices, etc. can also affect the resulting weights, though this seems less important than other decisions. Application, the e-Kali is explicitly designed for use in social care as well as health, allowing us to compare, for example, the cost-effectiveness of treating cancer and preventing domestic abuse. Some other measures, notably the assessment of quality of life, contain enough psychosocial dimensions to be usable for some non-healthcare purposes as well. 
but it's perhaps unlikely to be useful for higher-level prioritization across all sectors or cause areas. Interpretation, there may be ways of modifying the valuation and or descriptions to ensure preferences are entirely self-regarding, or alternatively to capture as many spillovers as possible. At any rate, research can be done to pin down what in fact the chosen measure measures, so that appropriate adjustments can be made. Research priorities for developing the Haley Plus are discussed further in Part 2. 2. The Shaley. The Squally, Subjective Well-Being-Based Kali, or Staley keeps a health-focused descriptive system but assigns values to health states using, proxies for, the SWB of people currently experiencing the condition 51. Structure, the scale is probably extended below minus 1, or above greater than 2, though the actual lower bound will depend on various factors. Description, a Kali plus Maui like the E-Kali would perhaps be ideal, but this could be done with an existing instrument like the EQ5D, or within the current daily structure. Valuation, health states are valued using SWB, life satisfaction, effect, or some combination, rather than preferences. Ideally, a large longitudinal survey would ask participants to describe their health, for example 11,121 on the EQ5D, and also to report their SWB. The change in well-being associated with a given change in health state becomes the utility weight for that health state. For instance, if going from full health to moderate depression causes a drop from 10 to 6 on a happiness scale, where 0 is dead and 10 is maximum happiness, then the weight for moderate depression is 0.4. For the Kali, preliminary work along these lines has already been done based on the SF6D and EQ5D3 liters, but little progress has been made towards a staley. Application, like current metrics, this could be used to measure the effectiveness of healthcare and burden of illness, but in terms of their consequences for SWB. Depending on the descriptive system chosen, it may also work for some non-health domains such as social care. But there is strong resistance from key stakeholders to the use of subjective well-being, as well as some significant technical and financial challenges. Interpretation, this should tell us how bad a health state is for experienced utility. As with the other options, more research is needed to establish what influences people's responses to the SWB questions, for example the extent to which responses are affected by the SWB of people around the respondent, the extent to which it is possible to ensure only the desired construct is measured, for example self-regarding individual SWB, and the best methods for capturing spillover effects, for example surveying family community members. Possible methods for attaching SWB scores to health states are discussed further in Part 3. Parts parts 4 to 7 are relevant to the choice of SWB scale, which influences the structure. 3. The Wellbe. The Wellbeing Adjusted Life Year, Wellbe, dispenses with anything specific to a particular domain, for example health, social care, instead taking its values more or less directly from well-being scales, subjective or otherwise 52. Structure, as with the other approaches, the bottom of the range will depend on some methodological choices and on the judgments of survey respondents, but ideally will be far lower than minus 1 on a Kali type scale. Establishing the point on a well-being scale that is equivalent to being dead, the zero point on a Kali well-be scale, is a significant challenge. Also, while the well-be itself is interval scaled by stipulation, well-being scores may need to be adjusted for nonlinearity when converting to well-wise, for example a change from 0 10 to 1 tenth life satisfaction may represent a bigger or smaller change in well-being than 9 tenths to 10 tenths. Description Valuation a pure well-be does not distinguish between description and valuation, the thing being valued is whatever makes life valuable. Though objective measures like cortisol levels, patterns of movement, heart rate and even brain waves are slowly emerging, for the time being we may have to rely on self-reports of life satisfaction and or effect. 
the choice of measure is likely to be important. Application, in principle this can be used for evaluating projects in almost any domain, healthcare, education, catastrophic risk mitigation, and so on, but its suitability for some purposes has been questioned. For example it may not be sensitive to small changes in health. Like how wise, it could also be used to summarize the amount of, lost, well-being in a population by comparing with a hypothetical maximum, and potentially attribute losses to particular causes. Interpretation, in theory, a well-being would represent how well someone's life is going for them, i.e., individual well-being. However, it faces similar interpretation challenges as the other option, for example regarding spillovers. A preference-based well-being, Puelby differs only in that it uses a method like TTO to assign weights to points on a well-being scale. By defining an improvement in well-being, as measured by the well-being scale, in terms of time, this can establish the dead point, in the same way as the regular collie, and overcome any non-linearity. For instance, people may be willing to trade more life expectancy for a unit of improvement near the bottom, more severe end, of the scale. Of course, this also introduces many of the biases and interpretation difficulties of the existing preference-based measures. Challenges in creating or optimizing the Welby metric are presented in parts 4 to 7, though to some extent these are relevant to the Haley Plus and Shaley as well. Conclusions. Health-adjusted life years have, rightly, in my view, come to dominate health economic evaluation and population health summaries. By employing a generic health state classification system, Call-wise and DAL-wise can be used to compare across a wide variety of health conditions, and by anchoring to full health and dead they can capture both life-extending and life-improving outcomes. However, they've been criticized from a number of angles. Proponents of modern welfare economics complain that they do not fully reflect the preferences of rational, self-interested utility maximizers, while extra-welfareists think they should embody values such as equity and capability. From a well-being perspective, which I tentatively endorse, it's also clear that they are a poor guide to experienced utility. In particular, I've argued that they have five important flaws. They only capture health outcomes, whereas health problems and healthcare affect many other aspects of life that we care about. This is due primarily to the narrow health-focused descriptive system, but also to focusing effects during the valuation process, which draws attention to functional aspects of health rather than dimensions that may matter more. The weights do not reflect the actual severity of health states, generally overestimating the badness, in terms of subjective well-being, of physical health problems, while underestimating the importance of mental health. Again, this is due to both the emphasis on physical functioning in the descriptions and the difficulty of predicting the impact of hypothetical health states on long-term well-being. They fail to capture extreme suffering. In the case of the daily, this is partly because of a conscious effort to measure disability in a functional sense, which cannot be worse than when you're dead. For the Kali, weights are arbitrarily bounded not far below dead, largely for analytical convenience and the, clearly mistaken, belief that lower values are implausible. There are also problems at the top of the scale, as how wise do not acknowledge positive experiences beyond the absence of health problems. They capture some but not all spillover effects. Health problems and treatments have consequences far beyond the individual patient, and it isn't clear to what extent these are captured by how wise, making them hard to interpret. They are only applicable to a narrow range of scenarios. Due to problems 1-4, to four, they are suboptimal for evaluating health interventions that have significant non-health effects, either on the patient or others, or in cases of severe suffering, but they are even less useful for prioritizing across sectors or cause areas, which is arguably more important. To address some of these problems, I've presented three general alternatives to existing measures. The Haley Plus, 
which makes incremental improvements to the current health-focused descriptive systems and or valuation methods, while retaining preference-based weights. The Shaley, which replaces preference-based weights with the experienced utility associated with health states, using measures of subjective well-being. The Welby, which uses pure well-being measures that are theoretically applicable in all domains. The remaining posts in this series highlight some key challenges in developing those metrics, work that has been done on them so far, potential applications to major real-world problems, and specific topics that could be the focus of additional research. Progress in this area could lead to more efficient allocation of resources by public institutions, and perhaps also by the effective altruism community. Credits. This post is a project of Rethink Priorities. It was written by Derek Foster. Thanks to Julian Jameson, David Rees-Bernard, Jason Shucroft, Paul Fridgters, Michael Lard, Jeanette Baymon, Peter Herford, Neil Dullahan, Joel McGuire, David Moss, and Michael Plant for helpful feedback on previous drafts. If you like our work, please consider subscribing to our newsletter. You can see all our work to date here. References. Abalia, S. and Suchia, A. 2007. Seeing for Yourself, Feasibility Study Towards Valuing Visual Impairment Using Simulation Spectacles. Health Economics, 165, 537-543. Eroldi, M. and Morton, 2009. Adjusting Life for Quality or Disability, Stylistic Difference or Substantial Dispute. Health Economics, 1811, 1237-1247. Al-Janabi, H., and Flynn, T., and Coast, J. 2012. Development of a Self-Report Measure of Capability Well-Being for Adults, the ISCAP A. Quality of Life Research, 211, 167-176. Anand, P., Hunter, G., Carter, I., Doubting, K., Guala, F., and He's, M. vs. 2009. The Development of Capability Indicators. Journal of Human Development and Capabilities, 10 125-152. Anand, S. and Hansen, K. 1997. Disability Adjusted Life Years, a Critical Review. Journal of Health Economics, 166, 685-702-970005-2. Anand, S. and Hansen, K. 1998. Dal Wise, Efficiency vs. Equity. World Development, 26-2, 307 307 5 Anand, S. and Reddy, SG 2019. The Construction of the Daily, Implications and Anomalies, SSRN Scholarly Paper ID 3,451,311. Social Science Research Network. Augustuski, F., Colantonio, L.D., Galante, J., Vardok, A., Caporali, J.E., Zarate, Versus, Shang Chuang, L., Pishan Riviere, A., and Kind, P. 2018. Measuring the Benefits of Healthcare, Dallies and Collies, Does the Choice of Measure Matter? A Case Study of Two Preventive Interventions. International Journal of Health Policy and Management, 72, 120-136. Baker, R., and Robinson, a 2004. Responses to Standard Gambles, Are Preferences Well-Constructed? Health Economics, 13137-48. Base, E.B., Steinberg, E.P., Pitt, H.A., Griffiths, R.I., Lillamo, K.D., Saba, G.P., and Johns, C. 2016. Comparison of the rating scale and the standard gamble in measuring patient preferences for outcomes of gallstone disease. Medical decision-making. Bernfurt, L., Jertle, B., Hoosberg, M., and Levin, 
LA Ring 2018. People in states worse than dead according to the EQ5D UK value set, would they rather be dead? Quality of Life Research, 277-1827-1833. Birch, S., and Donaldson, C. 2003. Valuing the benefits and costs of healthcare programs, where's the extra and extra welfareism? Social Science and Medicine, 565-1121-1133020001-6. Bowling, a 2005. Measuring Health, a Review of Quality of Life Measurement Scales. Open University Press. Bravo Verhel, Y, and Skulfer, M2008. Quality Adjusted Life Years. Practical Neurology, 83, 175-182. Brazier, J, Ara, R, Rowan, D, and Chevreux Saverock, H2017. A Review of Generic Preference-Based Measures for Use in Cost-Effectiveness Models. Pharmacoeconomics, 351, 21-31. Brazier, J, Ratcliffe, J, Salomon, J.A., and Suchia, a 2017. Measuring and Valuing Health Benefits for Economic Evaluation. Brazier, J., Roberts, J., and Deverill, M. 2002. The Estimation of a Preference-Based Measure of Health from the SF36. Journal of Health Economics, 212, 271-292-010013028. Brazier, J., and Suchia, a 2015. Improving Cross-Sector Comparisons, Going Beyond the Health-Related Kali. Applied Health Economics and Health Policy, 13-6, Brower, WBF, Collier, A.J., Vanixel, N.J.A., and Rutan, FFH 2008. Welfareism versus Extra Welfareism. Journal of Health Economics, 27-2, Buchanan, J., and Wordsworth. S. 2015. Welfareism versus extra welfareism, can the choice of economic evaluation approach impact on the adoption decisions recommended by economic evaluation studies? Pharmacoeconomics, 33 571-579. Burstein, R., Fleming, T., Hogsma, J., Salomon, J.A., Vo, T., and Murray, C.J.L. 2015. Estimating Distributions of Health State Severity for the Global Burden of Disease Study. Population Health Metrics, 13. Campbell, SM 2015. When the Shape of a Life Matters. Ethical Theory and Moral Practice, 183, 565-575. Chen, A., Jacobson, K.H., Deshmukh, A.A., and Cantor, SB 2015. The Evolution of the Disability Adjusted Life Year, DALY. Socioeconomic Planning Sciences, 49, 10-15. Claxton, K., Martin, S., Sawaris, M., Rice, N., Spackman, E., Hind, S., Devlin, N., Smith, P.C., and Sculfer, M. 2015. Methods for the Estimation of the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence Cost-Effectiveness Threshold. Health Technology Assessment, 1914, 1-503, versus, by. Claxton, K.P., Revel, P., Sculfer, M., Wilkinson, T., Cairns, J., and Briggs, a 2014. The Gates Reference Case for Economic Evaluation. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Coast, J., Smith, R.D., and Lorgali, P. 2008. Welfareism, Extra Welfareism and Capability, The Spread of Ideas in Health Economics. Social Science and Medicine, 67-7, 
1190-1198. Kubi Mola, P., Jofer Binet, M., and Sarah Sostre, versus 2017. Adaptation to Health States, Sick Yet Better Off? Health Economics, 2612, 1826-1843. Kulayar, Ajay and Chokidu, K2019. Economic Evaluation for Health Investments on Route to Universal Health Coverage, Cost-Benefit Analysis or Cost-Effectiveness Analysis? Value in Health, 221-99-103. David, PH 2013. Introduction to Use of Health Impact Metrics for Programmatic Decision-Making in Global Health. BMC Public Health, 13-2, S1. Devli Schauer, B., Havilar, A. H., Mertens de Nordhout, C., Hogsma, J. A., Pratt, N., Dorney, P., Duchateau, L., Torgerson, P. R., Van Oyen, H., and Spaybroek, N. 2014. Daily Calculation in Practice, A Stepwise Approach. International Journal of Public Health, 59 571-574. Devlin, N. J., Shah, K. K., Feng, Y., Mulhern, B., and Hout, B. Van. 2018. Valuing Health-Related Quality of Life, an EQ 5D5 Leaders Value Set for England. Health Economics, 2711 7-22. Diener, E., Oishi, S., and Lucas, R.E. 2009. Subjective Well-Being, The Science of Happiness and Life Satisfaction. In Oxford Handbook of Positive Psychology, 2nd ed., pages 187-194. Oxford University Press. Dolan, P. 1997. Modeling Valuations for Eurocall Health States. Medical Care, 3511, 1095-1108. Dolan, Paul. 2008. Developing Methods That Really Do Value the Q in the Collie. Health Economics, Policy, and Law, 3169-77. Dolan, Paul, and Kahneman, D. 2008. Interpretations of Utility and Their Implications for the Valuation of Health. The Economic Journal, 118-525, 215-234. Drummond, M., Brixner, D., Gold, M., Kind, P., McGuire, A., and Knorr, E. 2009. Toward a Consensus on the Collie. Value in Health, 12, S31 S35. Drummond, M. F., Sculfer, M. J., Claxton, K., Stoddart, G. L., and Torrance, G. W. 2015. Methods for the Economic Evaluation of Healthcare Programs, 4th Edition. Oxford University Press. Dworkin, R. 1981a. What is Equality? Part 1, Equality of Welfare. Philosophy and Public Affairs, 10-3, Dworkin, R. 1981b. What is Equality? Part 2, Equality of Resources. Philosophy and Public Affairs, 10-4, Ediger, TTT ed. 2003. Making Choices in Health, WHO Guide to Cost-Effectiveness Analysis. World Health Organization. Feng, X, Kim, D.D., Cohen, J.T., Newman, P.J., and Ohlendorf, DIA 2020. Using Call-Wise versus Dal-Wise to measure cost-effectiveness, how much does it matter? International Journal of Technology Assessment in Healthcare, 36-2, 96-103. Gilbert, D.T., and Wilson, T.D. 2000. Miswanning, Some Problems in the Forecasting of Future Effective States. Cambridge University Press. Glassman, A., Chalkidu, K., Jidian, U., 
Tiruatananan, Y, Tunis, S, Bump, JB, and Pichon Riviere, a 2012. Priority Setting Institutions in Health, Recommendations from a Center for Global Development Working Group. Global Heart, 71, 13-34. Green, C, Brazier, J, and Deverill, M2000. Valuing Health-Related Quality of Life. Pharmacoeconomics, 17 151-165. Gu, Y, Lankser, E, Kishben, P, Butler, J.R., and Donaldson, C. 2015. Attributes and Weights in Healthcare Priority Setting, a Systematic Review of What Counts and to What Extent. Social Science and Medicine, 146, 41-52. Harvey, C.M., and Osterdahl, L.P. 2010. Cardinal Scales for Health Evaluation. Decision Analysis, 73, 256-281. Hausman, DM 2012A. Health, Well-Being, and Measuring the Burden of Disease. Population Health Metrics, 10-1-13. Hausman, DM 2012B. Health, Naturalism, and Functional Efficiency. Philosophy of Science, 79 519-541. Hausman, DM 2014. Health and Functional Efficiency. The Journal of Medicine and Philosophy, 39-6, 634-647. Hernandez Alava, M., Pudney, S., and Weilu, a 2020. The EQ5D5 Leaders Value Set for England, Findings of a Quality Assurance Program. Value in Health, The Journal of the International Society for Pharmacoeconomics and Outcomes Research, 235, 642-648. Hernandez Alava, M., Weilu, A., Grimm, S., Pudney, S., Gomez, M., Sadiq, Z., Meads, D., O'Dwyer, J., Barton, G., and Irvine, L. 2018. EQ5D5 leaders versus EQ5D3 leaders, the impact on cost effectiveness in the United Kingdom. Value in Health, 21-1, 49-56. Horton, S. 2017. Cost Effectiveness Analysis and Disease Control Priorities, 3rd Edition. In D.T. Jameson, H. Gelband, S. Horton, P. Jha, R. Lakshmi Narayan, C. N. Mock, and R. Nugent, Eds, Disease Control Priorities, Improving Health and Reducing Poverty, 3rd ed. The International Bank for Reconstruction and Development, the World Bank http colon slash slash book slash nbk5252827 slash. Halley, P., and O'Neill, S. 2018. Prevention is Better Than Cure, The Legacy Effects of Ill Health on Psychological Well-Being, SSRN Scholarly Paper ID 3184842. Social Science Research Network. Huang, L., Fritzgers, P., D.L., K., and Clark, P. 2018. Life Satisfaction, Call Wise, and the Monetary Value of Health. Social Science and Medicine, 211, 131-136. Hu Tubisi, R. Chisholm, D., and Adiger, TTT 2003. Generalized Cost-Effectiveness Analysis for National-Level Priority Setting in the Health Sector. Cost-Effectiveness and Resource Allocation, 118. Kahneman, D., Wacker, P.P., and Sarin, R. 1997. Back to Bentham? Explorations of Experienced Utility. The Quarterly Journal of Economics, 112-2, 375-406. M., Brazier, J., and Paisley, S. 2017a. 
How do individuals value health states? A qualitative investigation. Social Science and Medicine, 1982, 172, 80-88. Karimi, M., Brazier, J., and Paisley, S. 2017b. Are preferences over health states informed? Health and Quality of Life Outcomes, 15-1-105. Karimi, Milad, and Brazier, J. 2016. Health, Health-Related Quality of Life, and Quality of Life, What is the Difference? Pharmacoeconomics, 34-7, 645-649. Kind, P., Lafada, J. E., Matashevsky, K., and Reich, D. 2009. The Use of Call Wise in Clinical and Patient Decision-Making, Issues and Prospects. Value in Health, 12, S27 S30. Null, FM, Farmer, PE, Krakauer, EL, Lima, LD, Vaudelia, A, Quete, XJ, Areola Ornelas, H, Gomez Dantes, O, Rodriguez, NM, Elaine, Gia O, Connor, SR, Hunter, DJ, Loman, D, Rockbrook, L, Madrigal, M. Deller S, Autun, R, Foley, K.M., Frank, J., Jameson, D.T. Zimmerman, C. 2018. Alleviating the Access Abyss in Palliative Care and Pain Relief, an Imperative of Universal Health Coverage, The Lancet Commission Report. The Lancet, 391 1128, 1391-1454-17-32513-8. Kroll, M., Atema, I.E., Excel, J. Van, and Brower, W. 2015. Altruistic Preferences in Time Tradeoff, Consideration of Effects on Others in Health State Valuations. Medical Decision Making. Lemieux, J., Monsell, E., and Provencher, L. 2008. Chemotherapy-Induced Alopecia and Effects on Quality of Life Among Women with Breast Cancer, a Literature Review. Psycho-Oncology, 17-4, Leonard, L.A., Sterley, A. P., Rappaport, M. H., Chavez, S., Moore, P. E., and Rupnow, M. 2004. Public Preferences for Health States with Schizophrenia and a Mapping Function to Estimate Utilities from Positive and Negative Symptom Scale Scores. Schizophrenia Research, 71-1, Linton, M. J., Dieppe, P., and Medina Lara, A. 2016. Review of 99 Self-Report Measures for Assessing Well-Being in Adults, Exploring Dimensions of Well-Being and Developments Over Time. BMJ Open, 67, EO10641. Longfield, K., Smith, B., Gray, R., Nienke Peboon, L., and Violat, N. 2013. Putting Health Metrics into Practice, Using the Disability Adjusted Life Year for Strategic Decision Making. BMC Public Health, 13-2, S2. Longworth, L, Yang, Y, Young, T, Mulhern, B, Alava, M H, Mukuria, C, Rowan, D, Tosh, J, Suchia, A, Evans, P, Keith Haruth, A D, Brazier, J, Longworth, L, Yang, Y, Young, T, Mulhern, B, Alava, M H, Mukuria, C, Rowan, D, Brazier, J, 2014. Use of Generic and Condition-Specific Measures of Health-Related Quality of Life in Nice Decision-Making, a Systematic Review, Statistical Modeling and Survey. Nair Journals Library. Lovett, R., and Cooper, S. 2019, October 24th. 
Nice to support new valuation study for England for EQ5D5 Leaders Questionnaire. National Institute for Health and Care Excellence. Lozano, R. Fullman, N. Mumford, J.E., Knight, M. Bartelemi, C.M., Abafadi, C. Abastabar, H. Abdallah, F. Abdullahi, M. Abedi, A. Abulasani, H. Abazatun, A.E., Abru, L.G., Abrigo, MRM, Abu Hamed, AK, Abushuk, AI, Adabi, M, Adabio, OM, Adikonbi, versus Murray, CJL 2020. Measuring universal health coverage based on an index of effective coverage of health services in 204 countries and territories, 1990-2019, a systematic analysis for the Global Burden of Disease Study 2019. The Lancet, 396 1250 to 1284 20 30 750 to 9. Lucas, RE 2016. Adaptation and the set point model of subjective well-being, does happiness change after major life events? Current directions in psychological science. Luhmann, M., and Intellisano, S. 2018. Hedonic adaptation and the set point for subjective well-being. In Handbook of Well-Being. Deaf Publishers. Meridens de Nordhout, C., Devli Shoar, B., G. Ellens, L., Plasmans, M.H.D., Hogsma, J.A., and Spabroek, and 2017. Mapping EQ5D Utilities to GBD 2010 and GBD 2013 Disability Weights, Results of Two Pilot Studies in Belgium. Archives of Public Health, 75-1-6. Mares, A.A. in Gaffney, a 1989. Quality Adjusted Life Years, Utility Theory, and Healthy Years Equivalents. Medical Decision Making, an International Journal of the Society for Medical Decision-Making, 9 142-149. Maris, Abraham, and Gaffney, a 1991. The Healthy Years Equivalents, How to Measure Them Using the Standard Gamble Approach. Medical Decision-Making. Mitchell, P.M., Venkatapuram, S., Richardson, J., Ietzi, A., and Coast, J. 2017. Are quality-adjusted life years a good proxy measure of individual capabilities? Pharmacoeconomics, 356, 637-646. Montague, D., Gamecut Payboon, L., Duval, S., and Ratcliffe, a 2013. Applying the Disability Adjusted Life Year to Track Health Impact of Social Franchise Programs in Low- and Middle-Income Countries. BMC Public Health, 13-2, S4. Mulhern, B., Feng, Y., Shaw, K., Jansen, M.F., Herdman, M., Van Hout, B., and Devlin, and 2018. Comparing the UK EQ5D3 leaders and English EQ5D5 leaders value sets. Pharmacoeconomics, 366, 699-713. Mulhern, B.J., Bansback, N., Norman, R., Brazier, J., and Group, on behalf of the S6DV2IP 2020. Valuing the SF6DV2 classification system in the United Kingdom using a discrete choice experiment with duration. Medical Care, 586-576-573. Mulhern, B., Smith, S.C., Rowan, D., Brazier, J.E., Knapp, M., Lamping, D.L., Loftus, Versus, Young, T.A., Howard, R.J., and Bonnergie, S. 2012. Improving the measurement of call wise in dementia, developing patient and carer reported health state classification systems using Roche analysis. 
Value and Health, 15 323-333. Murray, CJ1994. Quantifying the Burden of Disease, the Technical Basis for Disability Adjusted Life Years. Bulletin of the World Health Organization, 72-3, Murray, CJL ed. 1996. The Global Burden of Disease, a Comprehensive Assessment of Mortality and Disability from Diseases, Injuries, and Risk Factors in 1990 and Projected to 2020, Summary. Harvard School of Public Health, UA. Murray, CJL, and Acharya, a K1997. Understanding Dal Wise. Journal of Health Economics, 166-703-730-97-0004-0. Murray, CJL, Arifkin, Awai, Jung, P, Abafati, C, Abbas, KM, Abasi Kangavari, M, Abdallah, F, Abdulalam, A, Abdullahi, M, Abdalapur, I, Abegas, KH, Abulasani, H, Aboyans, Versus, Abru, LG, Abrigo, MRM, Ablasan, A, Abu Radad, LJ, Abushuk, AI, Adabi, M. Lim, SS 2020. Global Burden of 87 Risk Factors in 204 Countries and Territories, 1990-2019, A Systematic Analysis for the Global Burden of Disease Study 2019. The Lancet, 396 1223-1249-2030752-2. Murray, CJL, and Evans, D.B. Eds. 2003. Health Systems Performance Assessment, Debates, Methods and Empiricism, 1st Edition. World Health Organization. Murray, C.J., Salomon, J.A., and Mathers, C. 2000. A Critical Examination of Summary Measures of Population Health. Bulletin of the World Health Organization, 788-981-994. Newman, P.J., Goldie, S.J., and Weinstein, M.C. 2000. Preference-Based Measures in Economic Evaluation in Healthcare. Annual Review of Public Health, 211-587-611. Nice. 2013. Guide to the Methods of Technology Appraisal. National Institute of Health and Care Excellence Hashtag Measuring and Valuing Health Effects. Nice. 2019. Position Statement on Use of the EQ5D5 Leaders Value Set for England. National Institute of Health and Care Excellence. Nord, E1992. An Alternative to Call Wise, the Saved Young Life Equivalent, SAVE. BMJ, Clinical Research at, 305-6858, Nor, Eric. 2005. Concerns for the Worse Off, Fair Innings versus Severity. Social Science and Medicine, 62, 257-263. Nor, Eric. 2015. Uncertainties about disability weights for the global burden of disease study. The Lancet Global Health, 311. E661 E662 15001892 Omohoni, JF2020. Does cost-effectiveness analysis really need to abandon the incremental cost-effectiveness ratio to embrace net benefit? Pharmacoeconomics, 388-777-779. Up, M, Rand Hendrickson, K, Shah, K, Ramos Goni, JM, and Luo, and 2016. Eurocall Protocols for Time Trade-Off Valuation of Health Outcomes. Pharmacoeconomics, 3410, 
Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. 2013. OECD Guidelines on Measuring Subjective Well-Being. OECD Publishing HTTP colon slash 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 nbk189560 slash. Oswald, a J. and Palthavy, N. 2008. Does Happiness Adapt? A Longitudinal Study of Disability with Implications for Economists and Judges. Journal of Public Economics, 925, 1061-1077. Palmer, S., and Torgerson, D.J. 1999. Definitions of Efficiency. BMJ, 318 1136. Papa Giorgio, K., Vermeulen, K.M., Schrovers, M.J., Stigelbaut, A.M., Buskins, E., Kraba, P.F.M., Van den Heuvel, E., and Ranker, A versus 2015. Do individuals with and without depression value depression differently? And if so, why? Quality of Life Research, 2411, 2565-2575. Patrick, D.L., Starks, H.E., Kane, K.C., Ullman, R.F., and Perlman, R.A. 2016. Measuring Preferences for Health States Worse Than Death. Medical Decision-Making. Paulden, M. 2017. Recent Amendments to Nick E.'s Value-Based Assessment of Health Technologies, Implicitly Inequitable? Expert Review of Pharmacoeconomics and Outcomes Research, 173-239-242. Paulden, M. 2020A. Calculating and Interpreting E-Chairs and Net Benefit. Pharmacoeconomics, 388-785-807. Paulden, M. 2020B. Why It's Time to Abandon the E-Chair. Pharmacoeconomics, 388 781-784. Pouthavy, N2009. What happens to people before and after disability? Focusing effects, lead effects, and adaptation in different areas of life. Social Science and Medicine, 6912, 1834-1844. Pine, J.M., Fortney, J.C., Tripati, S., Feeney, D., Ubel, P., and Brazier, J2009. How bad is depression? Preference score estimates from depressed patients and the general population. Health Services Research, 444, 1406-1423. Revicki, D.A., Shakespeare, A., and Kind, P. 1996. Preferences for Schizophrenia-Related Health States, A Comparison of Patients, Caregivers and Psychiatrists. International Clinical Psychopharmacology, 11-101-108. Richardson, J., Chen, G., Khan, M.A., and Ietzi, a 2015. Can multi-attribute utility instruments adequately account for subjective well-being? Medical decision-making. Richardson, J.R.J., and Hawthorne, G. 2001. Negative utility scores and evaluating the ACOL All Worst Health State. Center for Health Program Evaluation. Rowan, D., Azabi Zarak, I., Chevru Savarak, H., and Van Hout, B. 2017. International Regulations and Recommendations for Utility Data for Health Technology Assessment. Pharmacoeconomics, 351, 11-19. Rowan, D., Brazier, J., Young, T., Gogris, S., Craig, B. M., King, M. T., and Velikova, D. 2011. Deriving a Preference-Based Measure for Cancer Using the EOR QLQ C30. Value in Health, 14-5, 721-731. RIF, CD 1989. Happiness is everything, or is it? 
Explorations on the Meaning of Psychological Well-Being. Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, 576, 1069-1081. Salkeld, G. S. N. Cameron, I. D. Cumming, R. G. Easter, S. Seymour, J. Curl, S. E. Quine, S. and Brown, P. M., 2000. Quality of Life Related to Fear of Falling and Hip Fracture in Older Women, a Time Trade-Off Study. BMJ, 327,231, 341-346. Salomon, J.A., Hogsma, J.A., Davis, A., The Nordhout, C.M., Pollander, S., Havilar, I.H., Cassini, A., Devlishoar, B., Kretschmer, M., Spabroek, N., Murray, C.J.L., and Vo, T. 2015. Disability Weights for the Global Burden of Disease 2013 Study. The Lancet Global Health, 311, E712 E723 15006928. Salomon, J.A., Vo, T., Hogan, D.R., Gagnon, M., Nagavi, M., Mukdad, A., Begum, N., Shah, R., Kariana, M., Kusin, S., Farge, M.R., Moncada, G., Dutta, A., Sazawal, S., Dyer, A., Siler, J. Baboyans, Versus, Baker, L. Baxter, A. Murray, CJ 2012. Common Values in Assessing Health Outcomes from Disease and Injury, Disability Weights Measurement Study for the Global Burden of Disease Study 2010. The Lancet, 389,859, 2129-2143-12-61,680-8. Sanchez Iroso, E. Rodriguez, M. E. and Hita, JMC 2019. Valuing Health Using EQ5D, The Impact of Chronic Diseases on the Stock of Health. Health Economics, 2812, 1402-1417. F. 2006. Calculating Call Wise, Comparing Kali and Daily Calculations. Health Policy and Planning, 215, 402-408. Schaefer, A. Levitt, A. J. Hirschkop, S. K. O. P. McDonald, C and Long Toe, K2002. Utility Scores of Symptom Profiles in Major Depression. Psychiatry Research, 110-189-197-020-00097-5. Sen, a 1985. Commodities and Capabilities. North Holland. Suchia, A, and Dolan, P2005. The Kali Model and Individual Preferences for Health States and Health Profiles Over Time, a Systematic Review of the Literature. Medical Decision Making, 25 4, 460-467. Van Hout, B., Mulhern, B., Feng, Y., Shah, K., and Devlin, and 2020. The EQ5D5 Leaders Value Set for England, Response to the Quality Assurance. Value in Health, the Journal of the International Society for Pharmacoeconomics and Outcomes Research, 23 649-655. Valset, S.E., Gorin, E., Yuan, C.W., Cao, J., Smith, I.E., Xiao, T., Bisignano, C., Azar, G.S., Castro, E., Chalik, J., Dolgert, A.J., Frank, T., Fukutaki, K., Hay, S.I., Losano, R., Mukdad, A.H., Nandakumar, Versus, Pierce, M., Pletcher, M., Murray, 
CJL 2020. Fertility, Mortality, Migration, and Population Scenarios for 195 Countries and Territories from 2017 to 2100, a Forecasting Analysis for the Global Burden of Disease Study. The Lancet, 396-10258, 1285-1306-2030-677-2. T. Lim, S. S., Abafadi, C., Abbas, K. M., Abbasi, M., Abbasifard, M., Abbasi Kangavari, M., Abbasdabar, H., Abdallah, F., Abdelalam, A., Abdullahi, M., Abdalapur, I., Abulasani, H., Aboyans, Versus, Abrams, E. M., Abru, L. G., Abrigo, M. R. M., Abu Radad, L. J., Abushuk, A.I. Murray, C.J.L. 2020. Global Burden of 369 Diseases and Injuries in 204 Countries and Territories, 1990-2019, A Systematic Analysis for the Global Burden of Disease Study 2019. The Lancet, 396-10258, Wang, H., Abbas, K.M., Abbasifard, M., Abbasi Kangavari, M., Abbasdabar, H., Abdallah, F., Abdelalam, A., Abulasani, H., Abru, L.G., Abrigo, M.R.M., Abushuk, A.I., Adabi, M., Adair, T., Adabayo, O.M., Adadeji, I.A., Adakanbi, Versus, Adioye, A.M., Adetakunbo, O.O., Advani, S.M. Murray, C.J.L. 2020. Global Age Sex-Specific Fertility, Mortality, Healthy Life Expectancy, HALE, and Population Estimates in 204 Countries and Territories, 1950-2019, A Comprehensive Demographic Analysis for the Global Burden of Disease Study 2019. The Lancet, 396-10258, Whitehead, S.J., and Ali, S. 2010. Health Outcomes in Economic Evaluation, The Kali and Utilities. British Medical Bulletin, 961, 5-21. Williams, a 1995. A Measurement and Validation of Health, a Chronicle. In Working Papers, No. 136 Chet. Working Papers. Center for Health Economics, University of York. Williams, a 1997. Intergenerational Equity, an Exploration of the Fair Innings Argument. Health Economics, 6-2. 117 to 132. Slash SICI 1099 to 1050 199,736 to 2 less than 117 colon 8 hec 256 greater than 3.0 co 2b. Witt, Gia D, Bistbach, JJ versus, and Charo, FTD 2000. Sensitivity and perspective in the valuation of health status, whose values count. Health economics, 92-109-126.SICI 1099-1050-200,039-2 less than 109,8 hec 503 greater than 3.0 CO, 2 liter. Woodard, C2013. Classifying Theories of Welfare. Philosophical Studies, 165-3, Yang, H., Duval, S., Ratcliffe, A., Jeffries, D., and Stevens, W. 2013. Modeling Health Impact of Global Health Programs Implemented by Population Services International. BMC Public Health, 13-2, S3. Yang, Y, Brazier, J, and Suchia, 
a 2013. Effect of adding a sleep dimension to the EQ5D descriptive system, a bolt-on experiment. Medical decision-making. Zhao, Y, Feng, H, Chu, J, Luo, X, Ma, W, and Tian, J 2018. A Systematic Review of Pharmacoeconomic Guidelines. Journal of Medical Economics, 211-85-96. Thanks for listening to help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.